Thank you to Surf Prep and our patrons for sponsoring this episode. As always, I'll give a shout out to all of our top tier patrons at the end of the episode. If you want to be part of the Maker Lounge podcast community, head over to patreon.com slash Maker Lounge podcast. The episodes drop on YouTube early on Thursdays or even earlier for Patreon members on Wednesdays. Welcome to The Lounge. I'm Matt with Walter Woodworking and your host of the Maker Lounge podcast, where every Friday we have a rotating group of makers hanging out and talking shop with each other. What this guy makes with dyed skateboard veneers would make you think he is hardcore skater, but don't be fooled. I haven't seen him do an ollie or a kickflip. From 3D topographic, I can't say the word, carvings to epoxy inlay French cleat wall organization, today's guest has some incredible builds that definitely inspire. He doesn't have to go far to start building because he's clearly making at home. Steve Mosley with Making at Home is here. How do you Very say nice. that? Top. <laughs> I should have just said topo, topo carvings. There you go. That's I, a good I, way have to no, I have no clue how to say <laughs> carvings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Top, that's a tough one if you're not used to saying it. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I did practice. You know, and I got it right in practice. I should have recorded the practice session. There you go. Yeah, that one, that's a, that's a word not a lot of people are used to saying or, or uh, comes up a lot in conversation, really. Yeah, I think because I'm thinking Topo Chico. <laughs> so I'm saying topographic, but it's top, topographic. Probably either right? way. Like, I think people say it either way, really. Before we get to the episode today, I want to thank our sponsor, Surf Prep Sanding. Whether you're looking for the highest quality of sanders, dust extractors, or abrasives, Surf Prep has what you need to take your project to the next level. I've been using Surf Prep for a couple of years now and know firsthand the quality of their products. The amazing family who stands behind their brand is by far the best in the industry. Use code MAKERLOUNGE, all one word, for 10% off your order at surfprepsanding.com. What is a topo carving? Uh, really a... I think most people think of it as a 3D carving that, that shows the relief of the ground in that area. So, uh, you know, it's where I'm at in Iowa. Uh, a topographic carving of Iowa is not that interesting unless yeah, you get like really, Texas. really close. <laughs> yeah, you got to get really close so you can see like the, the little hills that are here. But, you know, yeah. for most people, it's a, a mountain scene or, you know, a, a mountain range or something like that. That something with a lake is always helpful to, to add a little color and a little spice. Right. Some epoxy. Yeah. Lay yeah, some exactly. epoxy in there. Yeah. yeah. So Making at Home is is the brand, is the name. Uh, so tell me a little bit about how that got started and how your business, your side hustle got started. Yeah. So as crazy as it sounds, I've, I've been on YouTube since 2008. Mm. And that's, uh, yeah, yeah, a long time ago. But, you know, I just really haven't done a lot with it. Uh, but one of the original reasons I got on there was to post a video of the marble track I have around my youngest son's room. And, uh, you know, he absolutely loves, everybody loves it when they see it and watch it run. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, you can't really invite everybody over to the house to check it out. So I thought this is a good way to, to get it out there so people can check it out. And yeah. I, I really, in the, in the long run, I thought this is going to be a great way for my kids to see the projects I've worked on for them. Uh, how I built them because, you know, at the time they were pretty young when that was made and 
let's face it, our kids don't always uh, get that excited about the hobbies we have or the things that we're into. <laughs> and yeah. so someday when they really want to look back and, and see how things were made or what was done, they can do it now. Yeah. Had you, and so let's talk a little bit about that project. Have you ever done anything like that before or what inspired that project? You know, there's a, there's a few, um, marble track artists, or, uh, or a lot of people call them rolling, rolling ball sculptures, RBSs, mm. uh, kinetic sculptures. And there's a, there's a couple, uh, there's, a uh, a guy and I can't think of his name offhand. He's from Fergus Falls, Minnesota, who goes around to some of the very high end, uh, art shows and, um, Cherry Creek arts festival in Colorado is where I first saw his work. Mm. And, um, I was just blown away by it and his stuff was all metal stainless steel um a lot of metal work and i just was never that much in the metal work and i thought i bet i could make that out of wood you mm. know because I, I i can work with wood uh fairly easy and it you know if you mess it up you can just make another piece so right. uh so that's Get the what, board stretcher yes exactly <laughs> hydrostatic wood bender and uh so i just started uh drawing out some plans like engineers do and um trying to figure out a way to get a marble track all the way around my son's room with a couple different lifting devices. And, and, um, and then the hard part was talking to my wife into letting me put that on the wall and she, <laughs> she agreed to it. And it's been up there for probably 15 years now. So you're an engineer by trade. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so when you, when you did it, did you sketch the whole thing out or were you, were you winging it? I, I sketched the whole thing out and I spent, I spent way too much time doing that. I think, I think it's what a lot of people do when they're, they're working on a project that, uh, they, no, they just, just aren't sure about. Yeah. Well, that, that compounds the problem. Uh, but I also wanted to make sure everything was mounted into studs. So I mapped out the studs in his room. So there was minimal amount of holes in the wall and, um, wow. the vi vibrations wouldn't work the screws out of the wall or anything like that and drew it out in AutoCAD, uh, software. So I knew the exact slope and going across the wall where I'd end up at the end, going on to the next wall. And it, it all worked out really well. Were you doing like the speed calculations and stuff <laughs> or, or was it, or like how nerdy were you when you were doing all that? Uh, I wouldn't say too nerdy, but I, I drew the layout with AutoCAD, you know, yeah. across, you know, kind of the profile view. And then a lot of the parts were actually kind of uh, plan view sketched in, in AutoCAD to do the layout. And then um, old school before the CNC, I actually uh, drafted those up, printed those out on paper. Uh, you'd use spray adhesive to put those onto pieces of quarter inch plywood mm -hmm. and then cut those shapes out on the bandsaw. Uh, smooth them out with the, the oscillating spindle sander and then glued the rails on the side, which are eighth inch Baltic birch plywood. And mm. so uh, you don't, you don't need a CNC to do something that looks like it was all made with CNC type equipment. Right. right. And then uh, we'll, we'll fast forward in a little bit, but, but now you have the CNC, so we'll definitely get into the CNC portion of it. Yeah. How yeah. many, how many hours did you, would you say that uh, you put into that? You know, uh, overall design and, uh, fabrication and mounting it on the wall, probably, probably a couple hundred, mm. probably 200 to 250. Uh, yeah. and that might be a little shy of what it actually was, but you know, there was a lot of, a lot of time just sketching here and there that probably isn't going into that total. Right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of time. It's, it was yeah. way too much time. I, I think most people would say. 
and and how long did your son play with it? And then you're like, go go play with that thing I spent all that time on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he hardly ever runs it anymore. Once in a while, a friend will come over and he'll you know get it rolling for him, and and everybody just really enjoys watching the the marbles go around on the track. And yeah, you know, it's still after all these years, it's still nice to see that it works. Right. And, you know, all that effort is, is still paying off. And so has your wife ever said, we want to sell the house? And you said, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just it. it it's it's going to be a hard one to move to another room. It's going to gonna take some modifications to get it to fit in another room. Right. Yeah. Well, you're, I know an engineer that yeah. can help you out with that. <laughs> right. Right. So... You're, you're doing all this um, all on the side. It was, so that kind of kick-started your, your whole um, making part. Mm -hmm. Was making at home the name at that point when you were doing that? Or it was it really was Steve Mosley YouTube? Yeah, just Steve Mosley, probably with a random number at the end of my name. And, right. um, and I was just putting stuff on there, little clips here and there. And, and still today, that Marble Track video, I think is still the highest viewed video on my YouTube channel after 15 years. And, you know, I haven't, I haven't put a ton of time into YouTube. Uh, I do mm -hmm. have some other, quite a few videos on there with CNC work and some other things. And, and that marble track video still comes up from time to time. And a lot of people have gotten a lot of, a lot of enjoyment out of it. So that's really nice to see. Right. And then, uh, so from that project, you, you started picking up more tools and building up your collection and doing other projects. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of, a lot of the people in this space, um, you know, on Instagram and YouTube, I think everybody just slowly adds to their arsenal of tools, slowly upgrading, um, as they have the need or, or, uh, a project that comes up where they, they have to get a different machine to, to make that project happen. And, you know, I've been working on stuff for 20, 25 years now. And, um, that, you know, my background, I, I grew up on a farm in Illinois, so we were always, building things, hog sheds and machine sheds and building grain yeah. bins and things like that. So, um, but I didn't have all my dad's tools. So I, I had to slowly build that up and, <laughs> yeah. and still kind of modifying a few things here and there and, um, uh, going to be upgrading the CNC here shortly as well. Yeah. So you, you grew up on that farm in Illinois and, yep. uh, so when did you move to where you're at now? Uh, well, my, my wife and I got married and we moved to Colorado in 98 and, uh, we were there until 2004 and now we live in central Iowa by Des Moines. Uh, we've been here since 2004. So, uh, next month we'll have been here 19 years in the okay. same house. Yeah. Moved there for, for work. Yes. Yes. And, and to get back near family, uh, we were, we're both from, uh, different sides of Iowa and right on the Iowa, Illinois border. And when we lived in Colorado, we really didn't have any family out there. So we spent all of our time with our two little boys traveling back to Iowa and Illinois to see family. And, and we just, we decided we had to get back here and, and really make family priority. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, just looking through and you and I have known each other for, for some time, yeah. um, and looking at your, even just in the last year or two, your evolution of, of what you've built, you know, you have all those kind of really cool projects that you did back then. Like even the, the clock, uh, what would you, what would you call that thing? It's, it's like a chain the, clock. Yeah. The chain clock is, I guess what I, what I named it. Yeah. It, we're in. So for those of you who aren't uh, following Steve, I'll put all his links in the, uh, 
in the show notes. Um, and then also if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll try to get some, some pictures and, and splice it in, um, here. So, uh, head over to the YouTube channel and, and watch this. Uh, but this, this chain clock that you came up with, uh, what, what's the inspire inspiration behind that? I, I couldn't tell you where the inspiration came from. <laughs> I, I, uh, I've always been, that means it's good. <laughs> well, I, I couldn't tell you because I don't know. <laughs> uh, I've always been somebody who, I guess I'm more of a, a person who enjoys the journey and trying to figure something out and, and how to take an idea to reality. And I actually have a hard time uh, when I figure out the final link in the, in the piece, uh, the piece in the puzzle. It's just, it's really hard to finish the project because I know, well, you know, I made it work. Uh, mm. So I had this idea for this clock where the uh, the numbers would be on plates, which are suspended by chains and everything would roll. So movement, uh, some noise, you know, a lot, a lot of fun to watch. Um, and so every minute, one of the chains rolls and the minute number changes. And then every 10 minutes, the 10 minute number changes. And then every hour, all three rotate in, in sequence. And uh, the, I don't have it anymore. Somebody reached out and actually um, offered to buy it and made an offer that uh, actually helped me buy my saw stop table saw. So, oh, wow. uh, so I thought I needed the saw stop and and all my fingers more than I needed this clock. But yeah. when that clock would run, if it was if you're in a room with that clock every minute when it would rotate, anybody who hasn't been around it would just stop and look at it and and wait <laughs> ten seconds for the number to change. It was. It was hysterical, but you couldn't yeah. run it in a room with anybody in it, in it because it was just too distracting. <laughs> <laughs> it was loud or was it was just because of the novelty of it? There's, yeah, it's just the novelty of it. It's, yeah. it's kind of like the marble track, you know, just the movement and noise and something you haven't seen before. I think it really takes people, uh, catches them off guard. And, uh, yeah, it's just the funniest thing. People would ask mm -hmm. to, to watch it and you'd start talking and about every 45 seconds when it would start rotating. <laughs> They would just stop and like mid sentence, it was just like somebody hit pause on them and they would, yeah. they would stop to watch this clock. But, um, yeah, it was, a that was a fun build. It was, uh, three different gear motors that rotated, um, with mechanical switches, just contact switches. And then one synchronous gear motor that actually was the, the, the timer for the whole thing. And an, another AutoCAD drawn product, uh, mm -hmm. you know, from, from back in my early engineering days and, Again, it was just something I thought oh, this would be this would be really cool if I could pull this off, and it was it was very tight. It was a lot of wiring, a lot of a lot of yeah. DC wiring, and and uh, very heavy, uh, you know, very sturdy. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's not a small clock. <laughs> it's not. It yeah. is not. It's, uh, it was what maybe about. 15, 20 inches tall or something like that? I think with the longest chain that hung down, I think it was about two and a half feet tall. And about about a probably uh, a little over a foot wide and about nine or ten inches deep off the wall. Wow! Yeah, I'm thinking they can put those in doctors' offices and help the time pass, <laughs> you know, a little bit better. <laughs> Drive the receptionist crazy, but yeah, you can do that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, ma'am, it's been uh, at least 17 clicks since you've uh, <laughs> said I could go back. Yeah, uh, it, I'm thinking if you sold that thing and you were able to buy a saw stop, I'm thinking you should build more of those. <laughs> uh, the time involved, you know, was very challenging. And I, uh, yeah, I've got a few projects that every once in a while somebody will contact me and ask if they can they can buy it. And usually the offer is less than the price of materials. 
mm-hmm. they think mm-hmm. shipping is going to be $10, you know, to the other side of the country. Right. And so uh, the chain clock was one of those. And finally, this very, very well off retired doctor reached out and um, he helped subsidize the, the saw stop. So that was, that was an excellent arrangement. That's nice. That's great. Um, and then you, uh, when, when actually, when I first started following you, I think one of the first projects that I saw was your drill, uh, storage holder. It's yeah. like an adjustable, um, you can adjust it for different thicknesses and heights or not heights, but different thicknesses of drills and, and move things around or whatever. That's been a, yeah. a, a hit on Instagram, I think as well. Right. Yeah, it's done. It's done really well. I've got I've got plans for that as well. But uh, it uses a a couple Craig mini tracks, and uh, the tool holders uh, slide left and right in the in these Craig mini tracks. And so, uh, just with uh, wing nuts, you can tighten up the tool holder where you want it. So if you get rid of a drill and you get a new one that's smaller, more compact, now you can slide the tool holders together. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden it fits again. So you don't have to just rely on a, a fixed width tool holder. And, um, you know, you could put other things on there if you wanted to as well. You could put a little, you know, French cleat in a section if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I, I see that it come up every once in a while in the feed and whatever. And, and I'm like, I think I comment on it almost every time I, if I see it, I'll <laughs> say something about like, gosh, I, I need to build one of those, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And, it's uh, there's so many of your projects that I'm like th- that are so inspiring to me, and then yet I'm like, oh, well, I can't I, I can't do better than that. So <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just not even gonna try. <laughs> I'm just oh, hire yeah. you to do it, right? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but we you you and I have talked about um about growth and channel growth and Instagram growth and stuff for yeah. for a little bit. Um, when did you uh, start seeing like a path forward? to the potential for working with brands and things like that. What, what was the inspiration for that? You know, it's, I don't know the exact time, but I would, I would say it was about a year and I a half. I want a specific date. Uh, October, October 1st, <laughs> 2021. Up. Um, <laughs> no, it, and it probably was about that time. It was about a year and a half ago. Uh, started seeing a little growth as, as on Instagram, as a lot of people do, there'll be a, a growth spurt and mm-hmm. we're all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're fairly flat or just, just kind of, uh, consistently growing little by little. And then all of a sudden you get, uh, this growth spurt where something takes off and, uh, all of a sudden you've got another, you know, two or 3000 followers. And it was about a year and a half ago where I saw one of those, uh, growth spurts and, uh, and I thought, you know, this. You know, if, if this keeps happening, you know, this will keep growing and, and, uh, it's fun. It's a, it's a hobby that I really enjoy. And, Mm -hmm. uh, on top of it being that, uh, you know, it's become, uh, the place online where people like yourself and some other really good friends now, uh, connect, uh, on a, on a daily basis with a lot of you guys. And, uh, you know, like, I guess a lot of us are out in our garages and our shops, uh, working very independently all the time. <laughs> and, yeah. and for the longest time, you know, if I had a question, I'd have to turn to the internet. Um, but, but now I can brainstorm with, with people like yourself and, yep. and some other, other great people that are, uh, you know, just wickedly talented. And, We're a bunch uh, of loners doing life together. 
<laughs> That's exactly right. It's <laughs> exactly right. And, uh, you know, I always thought it was funny when my, my kids were playing video games and talking to people online they'd never met in person before. And now yeah, here I find the internet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's how I met you, Matt. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we, we've uh, come to know each other through the surf prep uh, family mm -hmm. and oh, phenomenal um, family. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great sponsors of, of this show. Yeah. And um, now you have out surf prepped me. Uh, you have more surf prep sanders than I do. <laughs> oh, I didn't know if I did. So, oh, okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll have to work on that. Yeah. Surf prep, if you're listening, we'll have to... <laughs> Whatever Steve has, I want two of. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah. but no, I, you know, like I said, a year and a half ago, I, I started seeing some growth and I reached out to um, initially to uh, Bessie Tools was one of the the big steps where I reached out to them and just asked if I could use their logo in a CNC project for the Bessie clamp racks on the cleat wall. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were like, yeah. And, you know, would you like a few clamps? And and they sent me a few clamps. And <laughs> yeah. were... when you sent me that picture of, of the clamps that they sent, I said, hmm. That's, that's more than a few. How many clamp racks are you building here? Uh, yeah, I've got I've got it's pretty obnoxious when you really stand back and look at it. It's uh, it's quite the quite the uh, uh, commercial shop, uh, you know, stand uh, almost, you know, just like a, a retail a store display. Yeah. And uh, but no, they were just they were so nice and uh, accommodating. And, and I, I really saw that that as a point where I'm like, wait a second, you know, we can. We can all work together on stuff. They get exposure. I get exposure. Right. Uh, I get a few things. They get they get uh, you know different content. They get uh, clamp racks that people can download and create themselves with their logo if they want them. And uh, you know at the same time, I I was able to pull in uh, you know um, total boat epoxy into the the clamp racks, uh, mix all pigments. Uh, just a, a variety of stuff. And it was a, a video for Inventables uh, for mm -hmm. for the CNC, for the X-Carve. So, um, you know, it's just a very intertwined community. And I all of a sudden I was like, wow, this, yeah, you can really make make some really cool stuff happen by people working together. Right. So tell me about Inventables. You know, I'm not, I'm not incredibly uh, in the know on, on that. I think um, it's specific to um, to a, a certain machine or it's for kind of everybody, like what's the, what's the Inventables, uh, pitch? Yeah. So <clears throat> Inventables has their, you know, X carve smaller, you know, kind of hobbyist CNC that a lot of people in the maker space are, are familiar with. Then they also have a four foot by four foot pro model. And they've, uh, they've had that out, I think for a couple of years now. Yeah. And, um, uh, they also, the thing that I've been most involved with them in the past is the uh, easel software, which will mm. run their CNCs as well as some other ones on the market. Uh, but I'm, I've, up to this point, I've just been familiar with the XCARV system. Okay. And you had mentioned, you had done a little bit of a teaser that you're looking at doing another CNC. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a, a, a Onefinity Foreman um, Elite showing up hopefully in the next two to three weeks, I think it'll ship. So That's exciting. very excited for that to, to have that. 
uh, new size capacity, uh, the speed and, and, uh, precision capacity and, and, uh, yeah, I've just been, been kind of like spinning, uh, thinking about all the different <laughs> things I want to do with that thing. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think a lot of people who went down to say workbench conference in Atlanta, I think a lot of people who saw the machines down there were instantly sold by, uh, the quality of the machines and, and what they have going with their right. equipment, but also with the, the leadership in the company and the, and the people you're dealing with on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can tell the build quality is, is good. And, uh, I know the guys over at, uh, Sawdust Nation podcast, they're, uh, closely intertwined with, uh, PWN CNC, mm -hmm. which does some like really cool upgrade type stuff. Uh, yep. for that machine specifically so yep i've got one of their spindles on order as well so i'm excited oh, okay. to, to, to add yeah. that to the machine yeah yeah good good guys over there uh all pretty much all of the vendors that we saw this year at WorkbenchCon were yes were were great yep great great place to to network did you get a lot of uh contact cards when you were there, <laughs> I, I got a few. I, I, I got I got the ones I, I really wanted to get and and uh, strengthen the relationships with the people I wanted to from the previous year as well. So I thought it was a very yeah. very good trip for me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and and you've done other uh, collaborations. I mean, there's we we could go down the the laundry list of of brands you've been kind of working with, but yeah. you you do a great, good job at presenting their product, and I think that's what makes you stand out you know you oh, thanks you talk through it me i just kind of usually just do a video uh like um like a you know music overlay or something like that mm -hmm. <laughs> but but you really kind of talk about all the different aspects uh of you know whether that's uh tailored tools you know and, and working with them and and mm -hmm. talking about their tools um whether that's bessie you you, you have a different style different flair mm -hmm. uh, i think that that attracts brands because you, you present well. Yeah. And I, I think like most of us, I try to put out information that I'd want to see. And I'm a very detailed person having kind of the engineering background and, and, uh, <laughs> I want specifics. I want to know, you yeah. know details and you know, the artist and... like I am, <laughs> <laughs> you're so artsy. I'm like editing to the beat and, and you're like, uh, no, it's gotta fit if, you know, <laughs> we yeah. talk about the specifics. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, it's just, it, it's, it's fun. I, I, I really like getting into the details and, um, you know, unfortunately on a, uh, like say an Instagram reel, there's just never enough time to put as much into it as I'd like. Right. That's where the long form stuff is, right? Exactly. The, the YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. So you, you do stuff, uh, for Inventables, you do, um, you do videos and plans and all that kind of stuff. How many mm -hmm. different, um, plans or, or videos would you say that you've I think for, them. I think for them, I've got seven or eight, uh, I've, uh, been working on videos for them for the last couple of years, quarterly videos. And, mm. uh, on their, on their website, you can, you can look me up at making at home and you can find all the, the, the projects I've got in there and you can go to their site and, and download those on, on their easel software. So you can make those cool. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I'll make sure to put all those, uh, all your links in the show notes. Uh, you got. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Instructables, uh, and your website. Yep. Tell me about TikTok. I'm not a huge TikToker. So it's a train wreck, as you know, because you're, <laughs> you're you're a, you're a patron of this show. Uh, yeah. I should share that as well. Mm -hmm. So thank you for for being a patron. 
mm-hmm. um, of this of the show. So you know that I'm not a big TikToker. Uh, yeah. Is is it mostly reposts of your uh, Instagram type it's, content, or it's pretty much the exact same thing I put on Instagram goes on TikTok. And yeah. crazy enough, in the last couple of days, they both hit thirty thousand followers. Oh wow! Yeah, almost at the exact same time. Uh, That's but great. T- TikTok just doesn't have the community like Instagram does. Right. Uh, from I think what most people have seen, and uh, uh, you know, when when I got involved with the online communities, I wanted it to be a place where I could learn or help other people because you know we all s- struggled in the past with with things mm-hmm. and trying to learn something we've never done, and so uh, yeah, Instagram is just much more of a a neutral to friendly place compared to say TikTok or or Facebook. God forbid. Right. <laughs> yeah. How's the, so the engagement is, is probably, I mean, is there commenting that's happening? Like, are you, are you engaging with people on TikTok I, or is I it more do, just like likes? I do try to reply. I do try to reply to people that have, you know, uh, real questions or, um, want to, want to put some input into the post. Uh, but there, there's a lot of, a lot of comments on TikTok that don't make yeah. sense or it's haters few haters on there uh there's yeah. people you know you, you know what it's like i mean a lot of people trying right. to uh yeah, sell you diet supplements you know and things like that and <laughs> my uh, automobile warranty has expired you know that kind of thing right. uh, it's that kind of comment i could but. use a few of those diet supplements though <laughs> maybe i should go back to tiktok <laughs> yeah <laughs> how do you deal with um hater comments uh most of the time I, I don't say much because, uh, yeah. at least on Instagram, most people will, will kind of stand up for you anyway, um, mm-hmm. for the people that are, that are being rude and mean, uh, uh, and usually the people that are being rude and mean are people that don't post anything themselves. They have a private yeah. account. They're just out to mm-hmm. try to burn somebody. And, and, um, I don't let it bother me because, um, there's, you know, hundred other people for that one negative that are, that are right. enjoying the content and, you know, giving you good feedback or, uh, th- throwing in alternate ways to do what I was posting about, which I, I get excited about. Yeah. We, we talked a little bit in the, in the pre-show portion about, uh, so this is mental health month mm-hmm. and, um, talk, talked briefly about the last episode and, and, uh, burnout and stuff like that. Yeah. How do you, um, curious, how do you deal with, uh, burnout? Oh man, that's, that's tough because I, I think anybody who's been doing this for, for more than a few months, trying to, trying to actively make something grow, it's very easy to get, um, just really negative on it. You know, when you don't mm-hmm. see any growth or you, you put in more effort and you get, uh, you know, negative follower accounts per day and Mm -hmm. you don't know what's going on. (laughs) Nobody knows what's going on. Um, but, um, I, I try to just keep looking at things, uh, you know, in the long term, and, um, you know, I've been active for, you know, say three years, uh, really last year and a half, really pushing hard and, you know, looking at the growth over three years, I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, you know, Mm -hmm. of course, a lot of people, uh, for the last, six to eight months were very flat in their growth. And that, I think that's, uh, been hard on a lot of people with different yeah. changes. And, uh, you know, luckily I had a, uh, a recent, uh, follower growth spurt. So that was, that was, you know, positive for me, but, 
mm-hmm. it could shut off tomorrow as well. And, and, uh, just try to look at it in the long term. Uh, I think everybody yeah. who's trying to make something happen on here, uh, is doing it long term and, and plan on it being long term. So you just got to look at it that way and just know that the, some of the reels you put, you know, 30 seconds into may <laughs> be one of your best reels and something right. you put in a couple days worth may get like, you know, a hundred, hundred views. You just never know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Yep. It's, it's the wild, wild west. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, certainly. What's your, uh, what's your content strategy? Are you, uh, doing things and planning out, um, your posts, um, a couple days in advance or the night before, or do you have a, a strategy that you follow? Yeah. In the, in the last three or four months, I started trying to plan a couple days in advance. So, so I knew it was coming out. Uh, I do have a, a few posts from time to time that have to be, uh, posted on certain days. So those fill those in. And then, um, uh, I try throwback to write Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Once in a while, way I do back throwback Wednesday, Thursday. way back Wednesday, <laughs> flash, flashback Friday. <laughs> yep, exactly. Use all of those. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I do try to write out all my, um, my descriptions and, and hashtags, um, the night before, uh, so I can just mm. copy and paste those in the morning when I get up and, and get ready for work. So it's, uh, as quick and easy as possible. Uh, and also helps me, uh, not, uh, have typos and misspellings right. and, or incorrect tags on different accounts. If I'm posting somebody tagging somebody else's account. Uh, but I do try to What's go. What's your couple- process for that? Putting it in, into notes and, and then saving it there or saving as, it as drafts? Yeah. As, as, uh, as simple as it is, I, uh, my Gmail account, I, I write a, a draft email. And I put the title, you know, the subject line is the title of the, of the post. And then, uh, if I want to, I keep those, all those drafts in my email. And then if mm. I ever want to go back, I can go back and pull, you know, tags out of those or, or content out. I can see roughly when it was posted, if I haven't modified mm. it in any way. And then I pull it up on my phone, open the draft, select all copy, paste into Instagram. And yeah, that's uh, smart. Cause, cause then you can just do a search through your, through your email as opposed to, yeah like keeping a, keeping a document or notes section or something like that. Yeah. And then if I want to, I can, I can search that draft folder and and see, you know, the last time I posted about say surf prep or, you know, uh, Bessie tools and think, well, I should probably get something out for those guys. They've been very good to me. So (laughs) it's time for another post. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely good, a good brand strategy. So you, do you keep, you keep a note on, all of those posts or like when you've made that particular. I started to last, last fall. I started to, I was trying to, trying to keep a very extensive spreadsheet and it just got a little overwhelming. And Mm. that was about the same time. Everything had been flat for a few months. And and so I started that and then I, I thought, you know, I don't think I'm going to be able to keep this up long term. Right. And, and so I just need to focus on, um, the, the people I'm, I'm working with, uh, the, the, the stuff I'm excited about. And, and I think it's helped. Yeah. Yeah. I know for, for me, when I was, I would go out there on, you know, Friday evening, Saturday, Sunday, shoot a bunch of stuff and then know what I was going to post for the week. And sometimes I'd get, you know, a week and a half or two weeks worth of content mm-hmm. ready to go locked and loaded. But then it was like holidays were coming up. It was birthdays and this and that. Yeah. And then, you know, I had done it for so long for like, over a year posting every day. Yeah. And then at some point the wheels came off and I was like, okay, 
uh, I think this is my time to take a, take a break. Mm-hmm. And I took that break. And then now it's like, I think I'm negative like four or 500 followers since not posting consistently. Mm-hmm. So that consistent posting definitely has its rewards, mm-hmm. uh, as you're seeing as evident that, you know, TikTok and, and Instagram and stuff. Yeah. But then you get, get away like <laughs> how much that's gonna, you know, weigh on you. Oh, but I definitely. think like what you do is you can pull out and I, th- who did I talk to? I talked to somebody else, um, about repurposing content because on Instagram, your audience is so fresh every month, basically. I mean, yeah. you essentially couldn't repurpose posts that you did two months ago or three months ago. Right. Right. And you, and, you can always take a music post and just do an audio dub, uh, speaking over it, you know, with mm. a description or a process, uh, description. Um, right. and when you post, I don't know about your, your numbers, but most of the time when I post, it's not like 95% of my followers at the time see it. It's right. You know, five, 10% sometimes pretty low. Yeah. And so everybody else is not a follower. And, um, they, I assume the next time it's the same way and they may not, may have never seen my content before anyway. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the thing about that algorithm that was a misunderstanding for me. I was thinking it was, you know, a lot of the same people seeing my posts. So that's why I was constantly trying to come up with something new, but then I was seeing growth on other channels where it wasn't something new. It was, I remember when the reels bonuses came out, everybody Mm -hmm. was posting, um, the, the, their viral content. Mm -hmm. They're like, I made the reels bonus. So they post (laughs) something that was, was something that was viral before. And so I would see that and I would think that everybody was seeing that if I did it. So I didn't do that strategy, Mm -hmm. but it, it clearly works because like you said, you know, five or 10% of the people, okay, five, five or 10% of the people are going to see it. But then the rest of the growth is coming from all of this, this algorithm change and that, that new influx of, of new followers. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, and, and a lot, you know, it's hit and miss on where the followers are coming from too. And, And with my account here recently, I'm getting a lot of people that are, subscribing at, you know, two or three in the morning, my time here in central time. And mm-hmm. so they're certainly, um, probably out of the United States. Right. And yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, when I saw my huge growth spike, um, it was definitely, uh, you know, you'd wake up and it was like, Oh wow. What happened? At one point <laughs> it was like, yeah, eight or 900 followers a day, uh, there for a little bit. Yeah. It was crazy. In fact, I had one, uh, hater who, uh, <laughs> posted uh stories about my growth which he later denied that it, it wasn't my page he yeah. like blacked out my name <laughs> but i took his story and i was like dude why are you hating i was like i'm not controlling who's following me right yeah, exactly and he he was like saying like in the in the posts the stories that he was doing he was like oh these are all foreign followers and he was like claiming that I was buying followers and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm like, have you seen the numbers on the post that has, is getting me all this traction? You know, it's like 1 million, one and a half million. Like you could clearly see what was attributing to that growth. Yeah. But you're going to have those, those haters. I got, you know, 
I got pissed off and blocked him, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah, all right. That's the thing to do. Yeah. If you're listening, uh, <laughs> I'm over it now. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Moved on. Yeah. So speaking of challenging things. Yeah. <laughs> what, what has been your most challenging build that you've done in the last, let's say in the last five years? Hmm. Wow. In the last five years, I think, I think the hardest one or most challenging one was the arcade I made last year for the, um, maker, mm. maker collab challenge. Um, I was in that with Nick Brim. Uh, we did yeah. an arcade themed, uh, project. He made an arcade stool and I made a cocktail arcade table and, um, it's, it's currently disassembled because I'm putting light up buttons in it. And, uh, <laughs> I'd never really be done building, right? <laughs> never, never. Uh, but yeah. the, uh, you know, the, that one has linear actuators that actually lower the control panels with the joysticks and the buttons. And uh, everything had to be very, very tight to go together and, and look like it was, uh, I guess, uh, when, when the control panels are up it, and the, and the arcade uh, monitor is off, it just looks like a black, pub table. And, right. and so when it's all up and you can't see the joysticks, it had to be fairly tight against the legs. And, um, you know, it was like a 16th of an inch gap between the control panel and the legs on, on all the sides. And so, um, you know, and trying to make that move on top of it and stop at the same, same point. That was, that was pretty challenging right. just trying to get things to fit <clears throat> and, uh, very hard to assemble, um, everything went together really well upside down, but then you got to flip it over right side up and then, you know, some stuff will shift. And that was a very oh, challenging right. one, you know, in respect to all the components and wiring and, and just how, how tight everything was and movements. Are you doing the, the programming and stuff too? Uh, like in a, is it like raspberry Pi or something like that? Are you doing any of that kind of stuff or? Yeah. On, on that one, it's just a, a standalone, uh, arcade board. So, um, uh, mm. It has like 60 different classic arcade games, you know, Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Dig Dug. And um, basically you hook it into a wiring harness, wire up all the buttons, and uh, it, it all goes together really well. Hook it to a, a it's actually just a, you know, a, a, I think a 32 inch flat screen TV uh, that you hmm. get at uh, Walmart and yeah, it, it just works. Um, I. I have done a little bit of Arduino programming, but, um, it's been quite a few years for that. And I only did a few projects. Yeah. Well, now you can just use, uh, AI to do all your programming mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly right. Man, the things we can do now that we couldn't do, like <laughs> even I could program. I've never programmed a day in my life. <laughs> yeah. And everybody thought Alexa was amazing when it came out. Right. Right. <laughs> She's listening right now. Don't say it. <laughs> One time I was in the middle of a podcast and I said the name and then all of a sudden she starts hammering in my, my ear. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta be careful what you say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, cool. So what's the, um, what's the future of, uh, making at home? Like what are, what are your big plans? Well, I, I guess in the short term, uh, I'm getting this new Onefinity machine and some of the, the first projects are going to be some larger scale, topographic, uh, carvings. 
And mm-hmm. uh, I've got got some things in mind with uh, how we might put a twist on those. I've been talking to Stone over at Onefinity a little bit about that. And then, um, you know, with, with the X-Carve I have now, I'm limited to about 30 inches by 30 inches. And it takes just way too long to do something like that on that machine. Mm. So excited to have that you know, larger capacity and much faster speed to be able to, to carve something like that out. Um, possibly turning something... Um, uh, a product out that could be uh, the start of a business. Uh, hopefully mm. I'll be coming out with some information on that in the next six to eight months. And then um, get a, uh, might have another arcade project coming up in the next year uh, instead of a, uh, across the, the, uh, you know, the uh, arcade monitor from each other with the cocktail style. This would be a side-by-side uh, kind of a oh, cool. hidden TV cabinet type arcade game, but uh, more linear actuators and movement and, and fun stuff like that. That's, that's one that's kind of on my bucket list of, of projects, but I haven't, I haven't started putting it together yet or cutting parts out yet. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, you know, 200 uh, hours worth of design time and you'll <laughs> have it done in no time. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, we won't be doing too many long projects like that anymore. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm much faster now too. So that helps. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Much, much faster with uh, CNC and and laser and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So which do you prefer? Are you more team CNC or team laser? Ooh, I, I think I, I think I am heavily weighted to the CNC side just because I, I like working with wood products and the feel of it. Um, you know, even, even the topographic maps, you know, 3d carved map with, uh, like the ones I made out of skateboard veneer, uh, being able to see it, see the texture, feel it. Um, I just think it has, uh, much more, uh, for the senses where the, yeah. where the laser is more 2d and, um, uh, it definitely has this place. Uh, I've got, I've got a fiber laser and a, a diode laser, so uh, I'm definitely uh, team laser as well. But I, mm-hmm. I, I am more <laughs> on the CNC side just because I, I think it's got more flexibility and um, just prefer the the uh, products you can create with the CNC. And before we get <laughs> hater emails and comments, because uh, yeah. I did a, a, a YouTube video that uh, was CNC versus laser and had people commenting on there. A laser is technically a CNC and like, oh, a, a lathe yeah. is technically a CNC. I'm like, yeah, I know. But we're talking like common nomenclature. Right. People. Like, don't be tissue versus don't be Kleenex, that guy. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't be that guy. Yeah. yeah. We all know what we're talking just about. So many, yeah. Just so many negative comments about that kind of stuff. Like, oh, that's fine. I'll take the engagement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we all know what we're talking about. But, you know, the, and, and they both... The, the woodworking CNCs or metalworking CNCs versus the laser cutters um, or the, the fiber laser engravers. And they've all come so far in the last few years. Um, yeah. 15 years ago, when I really started getting more and more into woodworking, I never would have guessed that I'd be able to have a four by four CNC in my garage. Uh, right. Or let alone, I'd be able to put it together myself, which, you know, hopefully in, yeah. in a week or two, I'll be starting on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let it gather dust. Right. 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 Yeah. Well, I had this, uh, on that video, some, one of the comments the guy was saying is like about, uh, how a, uh, a CNC doesn't do 3d, a CNC does 2d. And I'm like, 
Mm, no, pretty sure it does 3D, as is called in the uh, Vectric files. <laughs> <laughs> so we got it. And then he went on this whole like rant about, oh, it's no, it's just 2D. And I'm like, no, it's 3D. I said, but there's also 4 and 5D if you want to add the different axes. And was like trying to argue with the village. Well, I don't want to be negative about it, but right, right. Anyway, but yeah, yeah I mean, was... you, you can. I don't know how many <laughs> axes you, you. I mean, you got to talk to Nick Birch told about that stuff. To, to... Oh man, that guy is doing some crazy stuff. Yeah, so inspiring. And, yeah, like when does he do this kind of stuff? Because he's like cranking out this like next level stuff. Like not even next level stuff. This is like ten levels. <laughs> kind of stuff that he's doing um, amazing stuff and on top of it he's just a, a heck of a good guy right i mean yeah just a phenomenal person on top of it and, and right. so willing to help and share and brainstorm with you um uh, yeah. and i i met him the first time at workbench con and and uh yeah i can't say enough good things about him well and also the the post that you made with uh your uh soft stop uh handle that <laughs> yeah uh, he made yeah <laughs> has done pretty well <laughs> It's ridiculous. But. Who would have ever thought? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My wife, uh, I won't say she was thrilled that I was putting that on my, on my table saw or posting it, but uh, yeah. it's art people. I'm not going to elaborate. <laughs> you can elaborate on this if you want to, for the audience well, good. On, on what we're yeah, talking about. I'll have to put a link for Nick uh, on the, in the show notes as well, because people need to see what he yeah. does. And um, once you see, you'll, you'll understand, but uh, he makes these <laughs> handles for uh, saw stop fences and they have some anatomy on them and uh they're just funny yeah. and let's face they're it very supple oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah you know yeah. and it's if you're looking for some d uh if you're looking for some d uh level work <laughs> he's your guy <laughs> right right but you know and I, I i think the whole community uh you know he's he's a prime example of somebody who you know most people will will never necessarily get to that skill level that he has because he's been doing what he's doing for years. And he does a, right. uh, a lot of it on uh, the architectural side uh, professionally. Uh, but man, do I appreciate what he's perfected and what he can do. And, um, yeah. you know, it's very inspiring for me and a, a lot of people, I think. Yeah. When you see him <laughs> enter one of these, like the Makers Challenge Central or uh, the Maker Collab, whatever, you're like, eh. I don't think I need yeah. to, I don't, I didn't need to participate yeah. anymore. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. He wins. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take second place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Phenomenal stuff. Well, you're right up there with them. You're doing some, some incredible stuff oh, over on your channel. So I'll make sure to, to put all that stuff in the, in the show notes. Mm -hmm. I want to say a uh, thank you to all of our patrons like you. So thank you for supporting the show. And thank you to Surf Prep for sponsoring this episode. I wanted to give a shout out to our Rockstar patrons, Jimmy McAnally, Archiano Sirio, Wim Design, Calvary Customs, LLC, Clean Cut Woodworking, Bailey Thompson, Dave Garcia, Broken Lead Woodworks, Starks Lagoon, Sawyer Design, Kadama Design, Dylan Furniture, Shock the Fox. Mr. Steve Mosley, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, man. You know, I used to do it where people had to dance through when I was doing the oh, music you don't portion see, of you it. You don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs>